Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. WWE are taking their cue from a famous American sitcom as they look to pivot, pivot from the disastrous choice they made on SmackDown. Going by the fan reaction to it, was that better? Yeah, no, no it was. It was a, a playing to your audience. Uh, I appreciated it. It was a nice I reference. Knew you'd like that. One. Yeah, I'm Lugo in DAD. This is the Professor Dan Layton. Welcome to the Rest Talk Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up. Again, welcome to everyone who's joined us over the weekend. We got loads of new subscribers coming in over the weekend show that we did when we reviewed that episode of SmackDown. We're now about like 700 away from hitting our targets. Oh, oh, I thought you said like I, I thought you were gonna say seven hundred days since that last SmackDown because that's how long it feels. <laughs> like no, no, no we're about seven hundred people away from hitting the target that we were looking to hit. Amazing around about this sort of period of time. So thank you all so much for joining us uh, and leave a comment down below if this uh, with your thoughts on this. And also if you're watching live, join in the live chat. Um, sorry, I thought someone was talking to me then with the shut up, shut up, but it's from friends. I see. Yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Welcome to the Rustle Podcast Review. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'm going to apologize uh, up front to everyone. Um, next door, No Rolls Bard are filming a thing with hot sauce. Ah. And because of that, Terry went out and bought Popeyes. Yeah, yeah. So they could have some like chicken tenders, which he keeps calling chicken tendies, and it makes me want to like. <laughs> that's that's another egg. Yeah, it, that's a real egg. Yeah. Like I, I've I've nearly fired her on a couple of occasions <laughs> over the last 24 hours. But she's bought some chicken. Tend- you try and fire Terry. Look her in the eye and say you're fired, and Terry will make you back down within five minutes and think you've been fired. I literally have no power. There it is. I, so she bought some chicken tenders, and she brought them into the office, and they smelled like. Because it's, it's deep Delicious. fried stuff. So it just smelled really good. Yeah. And so then I was filming Three Count, and we, which will be coming out this weekend. And I was, I was holding it like, oh, I just want, obviously I can't have that vegetarian, but I can get the, the uh, veggie alternative to that. I can go to Ui Vegan. I can get a Temple of Satan. So I ordered some Temple of Satan and I had that and I had a big old chicken burger and I had mm. some chips and I had some chicken strips alongside that with a little pot of sriracha and it was delicious. But as a result of that, I'm 
now like you looking at Kathy Kelly's Instagram, I'm thirsty. <laughs> and I'm, so I feel like I'm going to be downing water for the majority of this. <laughs> that dream. was such a long story for you to get in one joke when Kathy <laughs> Kelly is literally on this show and it could have waited until then. No, no, I was like, <laughs> I'm getting it in now. Otherwise you'd have seen it coming. <laughs> But also, like, there's a lot to talk about from this episode Loads, of yeah. Raw. But also, sort of not. Yes, there is and there isn't. Like, there was this crowd, I thought, were, like, hot at the start of this episode. Because right. they were so into all of the Cody drama, all of the rock drama. Not so Seth Rollins, but all of, like, the WrestleMania drama surrounding mm. it. And then... They pretty much didn't care about anything else on this show. They were there. And apparently, like, once, like, after SmackDown, there was a huge influx of ticket sales for this show. Interesting. So I feel like a lot of people bought tickets to go and let WWE know, hashtag, we want Cody. There's a deep irony in that. (laughs) But we'll get into it. And, you know, there was a a couple of fans who'd printed out signs. That's why everyone had the same looking, we want Cody sign. They'd printed off loads of A4 paper and were handing them out. Um, had been incorrectly reported by a few outlets that it was WWE that handed them out. It wasn't. It was a fan yeah. thing. It was kind of like the old Cesaro section. Yeah, you'd be like, we, we, we want to be part of this, so we're going to pass it out. And... Absolutely, yeah. And there was, there was... Enterprising. Super hot for this opening segment, which didn't actually further the story from where we were on Friday after yeah. SmackDown. Because all of that's going to happen on Thursday at the press conference. So this whole episode of Raw did feel like one big pause button. Yeah. It was like, well, we need to do something and we need to address something. But we can't really move anything forward. Mm. So they, I, I credit to them. I thought they did an incredible amount of spin on this episode. I mean, they, they worked their ass off to try and deflect. Um, it, well, yeah. I thought, you know, open the show open with Pat McAfee saying, the whole world is talking about WWE. They're all saying bad things about us, but the whole world, that's all you need to know. The whole world is talking about us. Throughout the show, Michael Cole, Cody Rose trending three days in a row mm. on Twitter. Hashtag trending worldwide. Not saying why he's trending worldwide, which is that we made a big error on SmackDown and we ma- look like we're pivoting away from that. Also, a lot of, hey, there's Rock versus Roman matches and confirmed. Mm. Nothing's been made official. I guess it's the fans are getting excited over something that's just a possibility. Nothing's been confirmed yet. But you better tune in on Thursday for the press conference when we do our big media day. Have you seen how much the tickets are for that thing? It's wild to me that there are tickets for a press conference yeah, that people but, are going to buy. Yeah. They're like 500 bucks. Yeah. They're really. Like the top package is like two and a half grand. It's so. For a press conference. And you get a picture for Triple H at the end of it. Well, and you get it. Well, point out you go. Yeah, that's where NXT. Yeah, um, so I'd pay to. I'd pay that much to get a job at NXT. Sounds. It sounds very lucrative. And in Florida, they've got sun there. Oh, you, you I've got real bad. Ah, um, the seasonal depression is really hitting me, guys. So uh, apologies <laughs> if I'm grumpy throughout this episode. That's why. <laughs> Just he had a right go at Martin Scorsese's kids in the no, office I didn't. earlier. Yes, you did. Not like. It's not her fault. She's just, a, <laughs> she's just queen of the Nepo babies. But that's a whole other conversation <laughs> whole other for a conversation. different podcast. So I thought they, they did a really good job of spinning the scenario that they're in. Because if you've been under a rock and haven't been aware, on Friday, the rock... Cody Rhodes said, I'm not going to face you at WrestleMania. 
I am going to finish my story. I do want to win that title, but I'm not going to face you at WrestleMania. And out comes The Rock. And The Rock has a stare down with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns lifts the title. Crowd chant, this is awesome. The next 48 hours has been an absolute S-storm for WWE. They reports of monitoring the situation. All of a sudden it came out. Uh, Dave Meltzer and Fightful Selector corroborating this as well. This decision was made the day The Rock joined the board that he was going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but they did not inform that to Creative, which is why Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. It's just been an absolute mess, but they now look to be, and I get the feeling, I feel like they have to at this point, pivot away from this Roman Rock clash at Mania and not do Cody and Seth because they very much set up Drew and Seth on in this opening segment. Well, they here. did a lot here, actually. Like, so, I mean, so should we, should we recap the segment, or do you want to give your any your thoughts? Because it's been you know when you and I haven't talked about yeah. this now for forty eight hours since we did the, the Saturday show. It's only been forty eight hours. It feels like days. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do a brief overview before we dive into the show because basically I thought this episode, which I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't particularly love this episode of Raw. I thought it was, if I didn't want to watch this episode for my job. I probably like have turned it off and then caught up with the rest online. Do you know what I mean? I would have I would have listened to the podcast and um I think the show will do a monster first quarter. Yeah. And it'll be a huge drop off by hour three. Um but within that first quarter, I, I did find it all really interesting. And there are two things that I want to pick on that you said there. What was the first one? Oh, it was the amount of sort of spin that they were doing. Um actually the first thing I'll mention is the is the crowd, who we said were very hot for that first segment and by the end were gone. There's two two sides to that argument which i'm intrigued by the first part was um three hours as a long show mm-hmm. so by the time because cody was there at the beginning and at the end and there wasn't any sec for me i i missed the days of a through narrative where like cody had something to say but drew mcintyre interrupted him and we didn't see him again until the end i i almost wish you know in those days when we'd have a dx segment throughout the, the show yeah, or, yeah. or the rocks backstage three or four times or whatever there was no through narrative of the show so by the time there wasn't an opportunity for the crowd to get in and by the time we did get to the main event they were a bit knackered or other side of that is heavy heavy editing of the audio of this crowd because when uh, i noticed it when they first ran the press conference logo and you know having been to a wwe show if you've ever been to one of their tv tapings they play that live in the arena um and there was just no noise. Like, like yeah. not even, like, pretend cheers. No noise. Yeah, so there was, like... The, the show opened with a recap of SmackDown. Like, they played the video of SmackDown, then cut to the arena. And you could tell that that SmackDown pre, uh, promo was played in the arena because it, it came back and you boots. could hear... Boo, yeah. And then Seth Rollins' music hit and people cheered. But yeah, I think throughout the night, like, it's, whenever they showed the promo, there was less of a crowd noise. Mm. I've seen some speculate and there's some people that are sort of backing some of this up that the wwe crowd sweetening was also done on purpose as a way to get people talking about the crowd sweetening <laughs> do you know what it's like me- like meta long meta long gaming it uh there's also so then to talk about the like the pivoting and the january 3rd being the day that it was decided and you know i with all and i i with all due respect to the wrestling media of which we are a part, you know, in some ways. I've seen Dave Meltzer plant a flag in every single possible outcome of this. Like, mm. but it basically saying, like, it's 100% decided. They might pivot away from it. It's this, it's this, it's this. I genuinely feel like that's not necessarily bad journalism on his part. I think it's that this is an evolving live thing. situation. 
Um, and I thought what was really interesting in this show was that it was very much their opportunity to like just buy themselves a little bit more time to sort of see what's going on. I'm also really intrigued about it from a perspective of Hollywood and The Rock. I felt really disappointed this week and mm-hmm. um, into today, to be honest with you. And it's very parasocial. It's very Mark of me. And I do apologize for that then again. While we all here, we're, we're all marked. We're it's all fine. on that uh, I, because I never really saw. I saw the rockers and and see the. I don't know the rock. That's why it's parasocial. But I see the rock as like this good guy. The whole seven books thing. I've always bought into. Um, it's a really inspirational story, and it feels like you know not dissimilar to Cody in that regard. Where it's like my dad didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot. We made what we could, kind of thing. Um, and so, and, and I always thought of him as a guy who sort of climbed the ladder and pushed the ladder back down for the next person along. You know, all the nice things that he's done for people at the premieres of his his things where he's bought them a truck or like Tamina, he bought her a house and all those things. Like, I would say, if you look at the year 2000, mm. he is the most selfless top yeah. star. Yeah. Because he, because Triple H was politicking his way through the year 2000 and The Rock lost the belt back to him mm. like, twice yeah and was fine with that like it what should have happened was rock beat him at wrestlemania and then rock held the belt for the rest of the year but no triple h politic to win at wrestlemania and then the rock won it the month later and then triple h politic to win it back a month later mm. through a match in which he pins the rock or submits the rock way more times than the rock does in the, in the iron man match mm. and then the month after that the rock wins it off triple h without pinning triple h he pins one of the mcmahons instead yeah the, the Mc, rock is so selfless in the year 2000 i also even look at the pivot to hollywood where i i understand a lot of the f- sort of fan resentment but as a as a kid who had hollywood in my eyes you know i also understood it you've got to commit to that you like he had to he had to do it backwards and in heels in many ways because as a wrestler turning actor yeah. he already had an uphill struggle so he really doubled down and it really committed and i respected it so that when he came back and did his program with cena for for all you know the uh, like logic that John Cena had that was true in that you never come back. You never even come back and say hello. Like, you just don't come back. I, I I don't really blame him for it. So for this moment to have arrived and him just sort of arrogantly step into this spot and be like, oh, I'm here now. Like, need- sorry to all your stories and sorry to this man, Cody, but I'm here now and I want to do this. And I I wasn't ready to do it last year when it made more sense, arguably. And I'm ready to do it now. So it doesn't, all the rest of it doesn't matter. And the quote that, from Fightful was he came in, thought he needed to save WrestleMania. Which is like, the other thing is, I've also read about the, the whole box office thing, which is why the idea of the buying the tickets to Raw is something that you, that you said, the idea of fans buying tickets to Raw so that they can make their voices heard. Because ultimately, that is a big tick. That means that you've sold more tickets to your show. WrestleMania is a sellout already. People have bought the yeah, tickets. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's on Peacock. It's not pay per view buys that are going to be boosted. It's more sponsorship things because there are sure. sponsorships that have been apparently, you know, this is reports sponsorships that have been sold by WWE for Rock versus Roman. Like you are sponsoring a show headline by the rock versus mm. roman reigns like that is part of the sponsorship deal it, it just all smacks to me of self-serving a little bit rather or, or short-sightedness mm. rather than the long term of the business and so i feel a little bit let down by that which is i again i stress this like you know let's let's get a bit of perspective parasocial you know there are some people taking it out on ava which is that's mad. nonsense i i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now if you are watching this and you're one of those people that send death threats to ava i 
do not really want you watching. Yeah. Because that's not the community that I, I'd like for this podcast. I don't think it's the community that generally, by and large, we have. No. We've got, it, I think we've got a very sensible audience. But there are, there are those people out there who are taking it to that extreme. So I want to be absolutely clear that, that that's, you know, stuff and nonsense of the most chronic variety. However, yeah, on this show, it was really interesting to see a little pivot and then think about what the effects of that might be because i i care more about the long term oh i shouldn't care about this they should care more about the long term of the business mm-hmm. rather than a short term let's get this rock roman match because it has never been about the rock versus roman isn't a match that people want to see no. that's never been the question we even talked about this on saturday yeah so, you know people's like are you excited to see the match like hell yeah yeah i am excited to see the match because i want to see rock versus roman reigns it's a match that we've all sort of fancy booked for the last couple of years just now is not the time to do it it's a very weird time to do it um so yeah this was a fascinating show for that purpose um that's kind of my (laughs) you'll be so here's what happened on the show itself in terms of this opening segment seth rollins opened the show yeah pat mcafee saying the whole world is talking about wwe and rollins makes reference to roman's comments about him not getting a pop and he said, oh, looks like I got a pop yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then because he said that, he's like, ah, and I got another pop for saying that as well. Um, and then he mentions what happened on SmackDown. And that gets put like the crowd reactions. I think are going to be so curious to look at what happens in this segment. He references SmackDown and the crowd boo, because that's people booing the idea of The Rock taking Cody's spot and Cody not finishing the story. He brings out Cody Rhodes. Cody comes down and Seth Rollins says, this is the most prestigious title in the game. And the crowd boo him. Yeah. And it's like, I want to face you at WrestleMania. And the crowd boo him. Yeah. This is not just a crowd that wants to see Cody Rhodes. This is a crowd that wants to see Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Do you know why? Because they've been saying for the last two years, that's the story. Mm. And that's the story that people want to see. So it's, it's amazing to look at in a little microcosm here. I, kind of, I feel bad for Seth that he's getting put into this position where he looks like the dorkiest of dorks. Yeah. Especially because there are two or three other storylines that would have been far more effective for that title that did not involve Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Like, it... it, it this, to, to the point when Drew McIntyre comes out, you know, CM Punk was obviously an original plan. I would have put Cody fifth, sixth in the panic buy options for this title. Yeah. Because when you put him in there, it does start to look like a consolation prize. And as Drew rightly points out when he comes out, there are already three losses to Seth's name in that feud. Yeah, I, I don't think that Seth and Drew, well, I say Seth and Drew, I can't put the blame on them, creative helped them out in this scenario roman's whole promo on smackdown was that is the loser's belt in the loser's bracket for you know it's the consolation prize of people who couldn't beat me now just fighting amongst themselves the big bunch of losers that they are and seth said to drew said to seth why do you want this match you've already lost to him three times and seth pointed to him was like why do you want a match with me you've lost to me twice i was like oh great so it's just a battle of losers then yeah. you are both going none of you talking like these are the matches i've won it's no you've lost a lot mm. you keep losing and now i want to fight you to see who's the better loser of the two of us i guess yeah but they you know rocky sucks chance that uh were then sort of apparently muted down later in the show um and like they even made reference to it like they were trying to rocky sucks and michael cole was like it's 1996 all over again and the commentary was fascinating and even seth seemed to i was like didn't expect that one yeah like seth's one felt genuine 100 genuine yeah michael cole's is very much a fed line at one point i don't think i've ever heard you say the word fed before at one point uh, pat mcafee called it st Louis, which kind of gave me a a bizarro world like don't don't pay too much attention to what's happening in st Louis energy i've had a real like i've been kind of it's been 
in my mind a lot the last few days for obvious reasons that the reports have always been that like Triple H and The Rock have never got on. Mm. They've always had backstage heat with each other. And it's not just with Triple H, it's with the whole clique. Um, you know, the clique were known to poop in people's sandwiches. And Mark Henry's been on the record being like, yeah, they kept crapping in The Rock sandwiches and trying to get him to eat it because that's the sort of thing they did. And how Brett uh, was on the record saying that Triple H kept like, politicking for Brett to beat The Rock for the Intercontinental Championship. And Brett's like, I don't need to beat him for the belt. It's better off staying on him. Mm. And Triple H would be mad then that The Rock would have a title and he didn't. And so there's always been this animosity between them. So when you have moments like this and, and Michael Cole's there, like, it's like 1996 all over again. I'm like, is it a Triple H fed thing? I'm, I'm in spe- the only reason I'm thinking that is because it's been playing on my mind the last few days. But Drew comes out and he's like, Cody, you need to finish the story. Don't let your dad down. You need to go and finish your story. And once you go and do that, that frees Rollins up to be beaten by me because Rollins has tried to do everything he can with this belt, but it's time for me to take over and I'll beat him at WrestleMania instead. So as a segment, it was there to be like, Cody versus Roman is still a huge possibility that we as a company could do and Drew versus Seth is the other match we'll do at Mania instead. And I think the key difference for me is is twofold with Drew McIntyre. First of all, he's turned himself into the mean king. <laughs> like his so good. His X game is killing it. But also he's, Twitter. <laughs> uh, he's got the shirt on, like he's doing the bits and bobs. There's also um he turned the corner a little bit last week with was it last week with Sami Zayn um he beat him with Sami Zayn he, he went after the injured leg it was more that he he took advantage of the the low blow That's that he right, did yeah. and it was like for the first time in forever he had sort of seen an opportunity to not do the honorable thing or not take a pause and not jack jaw and not like trash talk he just was like oh this is my opportunity i'm gonna take it and did it and won and it's it almost like on the same show where he'd attacked an already injured cm punk yeah he then attacked a an injured Sami Zayn. on this show he's attacked a injured seth rollins so him whipping out that sort of headbutt out of nowhere which always gets a pop yeah. from me like it's 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 making a case for okay you you did beat me a couple of times but i have turned a corner and you've got what is it now it's about 60 sets 61 days or so two months till wrestlemania to to prove that this is a different drew mcintyre if you wanted to go down that route mm-hmm. and i would be very tempted personally because i'm still holding out you're telling me there's a chance well that's it that's what this whole show was yeah. was so you're telling me there's a yeah. chance because on the the saturday show that you and i did we were like okay well you do rock versus roman you can't do seth versus cody because Cody's got zero interest in that belt. He said as much in this SmackDown promo. Mm. He's only interested in winning the WWE Championship. So that's it would make no sense for him to go uh, for Rollins' belt. So you need to do Rollins and Drew. That's the story I think is way more interesting. That's the better story to go with. But what do you do with Cody then? So this whole show then is like, there's still a chance that it's Cody Roman. Mm. But what does that mean for The Rock? Like, how do, how do we rewrite around this idea of Cody said not at WrestleMania? And then he's going to say, like, actually, lol, I changed my yeah. mind. I don't think The Rock should do it. Do you do a triple threat? I think that's less interesting as a match because people don't want to see the triple threat. They want to see Cody versus Roman. When I sat down to plan out my week, I didn't really have being there with a, a remote control in my hand on a Thursday night to watch a press conference is quite a high well, priority yeah. on my list, but it's there. Um, yeah. So, okay, so here are the options I can foresee. And these, I'm kind of basing this a lot on the story that they've already told, the stakes that they've already set up, and what a lot of people are saying online as potential options. So 
you could do rock and roman night one cody roman night two you could make it a triple threat Mm -hmm. uh you know rock and roman have their stare down there's only one royal family and cody rhodes walks out and is like you know what i've changed my mind like they're lucky that cody's such a good promo that he can make something as nonsense as this work as to try and say sorry the rock convinced me to not take the wrestlemania match but actually i do want the wrestlemania match i'm going to insert myself into this royal rumble uh following my royal rumble win and we'll make it a three-way or do you do roman and cody with rock as the special guest referee and even then you've still got to do the whole promo of like why did you say not at wrestlemania yeah like they've they've dug themselves into quite a hole and now they've got to dig up stupid yeah but they are like of the options that are presented in front of you what are the ones that kind of appeal to you as a as a fan mm-hmm. like as a fan as the the number one cody mark <laughs> what 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 are you where are you what do you want to see um I w- and, and you can't have rewriting history as one of your options uh, i very specifically want to see cody rhodes with that belt in his hand and that's not even at wrestlemania that's not even me as a as a cody mark that's me as a i want to not be in stasis for another year because like or it's just never happening. There's a, there's a very possible like it's, it may never happen kind of thing. But Dusty like, never held the belt. Uh, I'd hate, but I would hate for that. That doesn't. That's not sensible storytelling for me. That's just that feels weirdly petty. As as a fan looking at it, and I try and remove myself from the 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 fantasy booking or the writer element of me that I've always had is that like okay as a fan. Uh, there's a press conference in Vegas. Why is it in Vegas? It's probably going to be WrestleMania next year in Vegas, and I will be there. I've never been to WrestleMania before, but you put it in Las Vegas, and I'm going. Like, um, but the idea of w- what could be the most Vegas headliner of a WrestleMania, The Rock versus Roman, screams Vegas far more than it screams Philadelphia to me, to be honest. Mm. So, like, maybe you say, actually, yeah, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it in a year's time. I'm happy to wait for Rock Roman a year far more than I'm happy to wait and see whether or not they're going to do Cody does three rumbles in a row. I don't want to see that. I'm not interested in that. I have a main. I have Punk and Cody for that year. Um, or or maybe I, I far more prefer the idea that I had almost immediately after watching SmackDown, which was that you said you sought counsel. You said that you've been getting tips from legends why is the rock not just in your corner like that way the rock is still heavily involved the special referee thing or the special inf- i don't like a special referee although rock has always been very good as a special referee i've always enjoyed it um the idea of rock as like an enforcer in the mike tyson role um imagine if he turned and joined the bloodline or like you I mean, know. yeah like the, the reason why i think special guest referee has come up is that it's the new mode in 2k24 as well yeah. so you can do video game tie-in yeah. stuff yeah. with special guest referee i i, I just don't I think the least satisfying is probably the most likely, which is Rock and Roman, Cody and Seth. And I don't... Look, both of those matches are going to be really fun. I don't... Well, I mean, I'd rather a triple threat with Drew than just Cody versus Seth, because at least there's an extra bit of spice in there, honestly. Um, I, I don't feel the excitement for that option as as much as I would enjoy watching both of those matches. I, I hate... I hate how negative this is making me feel about yeah. a thing that I was actually incredibly excited for. Look where we were two months ago. One week two weeks ago. ago. One week ago, yeah. where we were at with how excited we were for WrestleMania. When Cody won that rumble and he pointed at Roman Reigns and said, it's you, bud, I'm coming for you. And Roman's selling of that. Mm. So, so stoked. It boggles my mind that that was not a plan that had been made by 
well that was a plan that had been done by creator but apparently had not been done by uh, upper people who were like no we're going to do rock versus roman instead yeah. i can't even fathom how that all came together into the cavalcade of nonsense it, it could have possibly become but it is like it's yeah. it's particularly as well like the five Falls late report is the rock was pushing to win <laughs> It's not yeah. even just to step in for WrestleMania. But that is again it. where but I also, come in and I still, so like, sorry. Like if, if Rock was the guy to end Roman's run, mm. like that's not the satisfying conclusion we want either. It's kind of like, I, so the, the ones that I don't like are Rock Roman Night 1 and uh, Roman Cody Night, night two. 2. Unless, of course, because if it is like for the Tribal Chief thing, for it to work for Cody's promo, which was like, I want to take everything from you, you also need to take the Tribal Chief elements away from him, which means that The Rock needs to beat Roman on night one, which means Cody beating him on night two is less satisfying because I've literally seen him beat 24 hours earlier. Yeah. Well, this is where I go back to um, Cody winning last year, and I'm sorry to do this because I know there are some people who absolutely hate this. I just think when it comes to a narrative standpoint, the story was about everything crumbling around down around roman all of the things he's put in place to protect himself on his island of relevancy all come crumbling down and it happened on night one and it was supposed to happen again on night two and then you had the whole narrative all year this could have been that would have led to roman versus rock at wrestlemania 40 for the tribal chiefdom mm -hmm. in tribal combat maybe even you do you smoke and mirrors to, to protect the rock um like it it's all of the this year could have taken place with the belt being on cody all of this year yeah. there's no argument other than the thousand days and i do recognize the thousand days and i do recognize hulkamania as much as i hate it all of that stuff it it, it there's no i've i've yet i've been waiting as i've been patiently waiting and i've yet to see a good enough argument that it there was no there was every need to keep it on roman other than numbers because especially as we get to this point everything does feel a little bit de devalued even and including a Roman versus Rock match, which is mad to think about. It's insane. Imagine if The Rock had come back at the Royal Rumble 2022. Was it 2023? I think we'd have all been a bit like, whoa, okay, great. Yeah. That's amazing. But this that that's how far we've come from that. I agree. Like I think we're in a that's bit the, of a that's the long term. Yeah. I'm, I'm always talking about the long term. Think about it. Think about where we will be this time next year if you go ahead with this plan. I I'm so, I'm so curious about the press conference on Thursday. It's going to be like, you know, I'm doing the news on the Friday. There's every chance that I might think to myself, like, oh, maybe I will stay up and I'll, I'll watch it and do it at you know, midnight and just sort of see what it is that does get announced. Because I think it's going to be mad interesting. And like, I might even suggest like people would, I'll get some people together and we'll do a, a show about it on the Friday once the announcement's been made official. The idea of the triple threat, I get. I get the appeal of it. In a world where I can't undo SmackDown, the triple threat's probably my preferred option, even though I'm less into that because what I want to see is Cody versus Roman, one-on-one, -on -one, Cody wins the belt. Because mm -hmm. Cody versus Rock versus Roman has a bit of a Danielson feel about yeah. it, a bit, a bit of a WrestleMania 30 feel about it. And I know that while that was a very feel-good moment, that was a moment that was driven by the fans but for a guy that the company was not behind. And then I think you could probably look at afterwards and be like, well, he was never going to be that guy anyway. They would have taken the belts off him relative to even without the injury. But that's the other thing as well. People like, oh, it's just WrestleMania 30 again. I was like, it's not though, because Brian Danielson wasn't handpicked by the company to be the guy. Cody was handpicked by the company to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Brian Danielson didn't win the Royal Rumble. Cody won it twice yeah like there are massive differences between the two of them the thing they have in common is the fans are telling the company 
your part-timer BS isn't going to fly here. We want to see our mm. guy in the main event. So I'm, that's the one I'm leaning forward. I'm, I'm leaning towards the most is the, the triple threat. But they're going to have to do a hell of a lot to make Cody not look like the world's biggest idiot. Mm. And I think Cody can do that. And I think the WWE is cre- can, And Cody. I think I think if anyone could do it, it's Cody. And I think WWE's is cre- WWE's creative is creative enough to make it make sense. Mm. I think they can do it. I think the Rock to bringing him out to be like, I think he should be in the match as well. I listened to the people mm. and I put it in the match because you need to babyface the Rock in this as well. Because Rocky ain't gonna want to go out there and get him booed. Yeah. I well, don't, I, I, I don't know if he cares about that he made much. he made black adam a good guy ah <laughs> uh, that's fair like, that's more about him like, I, I, can i can i right i don't want to make the show go two hours but the fact that you just brought black adam up i need to talk about for a second because i have seen so many weird takes of people rewriting black adam history because they were talking all about the idea of oh the rock made black adam a good guy the rock like didn't want to lose and the best way to introduce uh, this was the, the key one the best way to introduce black adam the way we wanted to see it would have been in Shazam 2. And I'll tell you right now, no one wanted to see Shazam 2. They didn't show up. Like No, but I, the reason why that is because that's the reports that were, it was supposed to be that way, and The Rock got that. He went above. Yeah. He went above DC executives to the heads of like the studio to say, I think the DC executives are wrong. Go with my creative lead, which is that give me my own movie so I'm not playing second fiddle to someone else's character. And then rather than do the Shazam match, I get a much bigger match with Superman instead. But let's not pretend. As a a political play to get creative control of the DCEU. But let's not pretend. I just think let's not pretend that the DCEU fell apart solely because of The Rock. I think that's a narrative that I'm seeing pushed about a lot. I'm also seeing the idea that that is objectively wrong. It is. It it, it had already fallen apart. Yeah. And like nobody was. It, It died with Justice League. Right. So. So the, the rock anyway, didn't kill that's it. That's beside I, the point. The rock didn't kill it. I think the why people are connecting the two together is just how fascinatingly similar mm. the rock's plays with DC have tied into his return to WWE, which is that I've stepped above the creative team and gone to the board of directors say, I think the bigger match would be me versus Roman, not this Cody kid over here. Much respect to Shazam. Sorry, Cody over here. But I think me versus Superman, I mean Roman Reigns, who does the Superman punch, is the much bigger uh, Mm. film slash movie we should do slash match we should do now. Mm. It's it's amazingly how similar the stories are. Mm. But I don't think you can ever really look at The Rock and be like, that's the man that killed the DCEU. That's because, what I'm tra- trying to say. Justice League did that all mm. on Actually, arguably, Batman v Superman did that all on its own. No comment. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> uh, we didn't even get to talk about the main event. We were we'll going to talk that. about the main event, yeah. but we'll talk about that when we get we'll, to the it. The main event was so separate for some reason. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, while you're opening it up, I have just spotted there is a note here that says the press conference, thank you mods by the way, the press conference likely is in Vegas because the Super Bowl is on Sunday oh, yeah. and all sports media have converged on Vegas for the week. Very smart. Um, I Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why it's in Vegas. I think they they could still announce. I would. Uh, I'd maybe I, you're in Vegas, but the reason why they're doing it in Vegas yeah. is to capitalize on Super Bowl coverage, uh, which you know they do a lot, and we obviously don't get massive NFL coverage over here, which is why when it's draft week and we get confused about draft week, it's mm-hmm. we don't fully get it. That that is that is a disconnect, a failing on us as Brits. <laughs> do completely understand. Very excited for Usher's performance in the middle of it. Give me WrestleMania in Vegas. I'm begging you. Is it Usher really? I believe super, so. Doing the halftime show. Usher baby. <laughs> 
Oh, sure. Cool. Uh, G, I'll never say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Gee, after what happened on SmackDown, I think it's time to dust off the old favorite chants from 1997, Rocky Sucks. She's had hashtag, and it's perfect for the social media age. Have a good day, boys. Hashtag, we want Cody. Mm. I think it'd be very difficult to, for a crowd to add ha- hashtag to a chant. Hashtag, Rocky, Rocky sucks. sucks. Hashtag, Rocky. There's nothing more lame than putting a hashtag in, in verbiage. Do you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag I agree. Uh, James Zimmerman said, uh, two things Fightful confirmed that the signs were not handed out by WWE, but fans. Yep, that is, that's what we were adding to earlier. Uh, and two, a lot of people think WWE is playing four-dimensional chess, but I think it's more likely they're playing 3D tic-tac-toe on the Atari 2600. Rocky sucks. Hashtag we want Cody. Amy here said, I can't wait to see what happens Thursday. I feel like WWE has given me a reason to be cautiously optimistic for Cody, but I think the letdown will be even bigger if Cody does not get Roman. Either way, I'll be at Raw next Monday for whatever fallout happens. When uh, Cody tweeted, I don't know if you've seen Cody's tweet after the show, trust like, appreciate the passion, trust me. Oh, I trust you, babe. You're not the one. Like, that's not the issue here. <laughs> it's whether or not the rocks are. Oh, no, 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 no. Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. We're sticking with my plan. Yeah, I. I think it's going to be a fascinating uh, time on Thursday. And actually, I thought that was the real strength of this episode of Raw. It's hope. Yeah, and look, the, the, maybe they're playing 4D chess. Maybe they're playing 3D tic tac toe. Maybe they're doing a crossword. I don't know. But ultimately it's this weird thing of if they're keeping people buying tickets if they're making me want to know what's good there's a finite limit for my patience as a fan yeah 
at the moment, you weirdly still work in it. I don't know how you've managed it, but you're weirdly still working it. I have to have the humility to recognize that it may come to WrestleMania night two, and it is Cody versus Roman. And I'm like, I was worked all along. <laughs> like, well, okay, ah, the, okay, I'm putting my foot down right now. Okay, I'm going to grab my, my size 10 foot, and I am putting it down. Size 10? Yeah, I'm a size 10 shoe. Oh, you just uh, you strike me as a size 10 kind of guy. What do you think I was? Size 6. Anyway, what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my size 10 vans down. I'm putting my foot down on this. And I'm. I, this is a plea to our wonderful, beautiful, awesome community. I know you're a smart bunch, so I don't feel like I had this plea needs to reach out far and wide. I read some of your comments, and I know there's, there's not every single one of you is 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 on camp is on you know Mount Smart, but most of you are absolutely fine, and most of you I can look at you in the live chat. I love each and every single one of you. Do not let WWE rewrite this history. <laughs> in five years' time, when we're looking back on this, and it is Cody versus Roman, do not. Do not let anyone tell you you all got worked. It was always, it was always going <laughs> to be Cody. Plan, it was all about, do not let WWE do what they did <laughs> with Brian Danielson at WrestleMania 30. Do not let them tell people that this was always the plan. When people, go, I'm now seeing people being like, "Of course, Daniel Bryan was always the plan." I've seen a WWE documentary. JBL and Road Dog told me that it was the plan. They're they're lying to you, dude. Like, there's multiple people being like, "Never the plan," including Brian Danielson. Like, and Batista, everyone said, yeah, it was never the plan. They but live the too. You put on glasses and see them actually speaking the truth. That's exactly. It was the plan. It, yeah, that's what I mean. So if when we get to it and it does become Cody versus Roman and we get the match that we do want, do not let people tell you this was always the plan because it clearly smegging wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, you don't even have to look hard. Watch the show. You can see there was never the plan. So that's my plea to all of you. Do not let WWE rewrite this history as well. Um, that includes you. <laughs> <laughs> First person winner. This isn't just an issue for Cody. It also messes up the bloodline potential for Rocky. Could have had him just come in after WrestleMania to fight for Chiefdom, but now it is likely to just get pinned and lose credibility. Disaster if he wins somehow. Well, the problem was the Rock wanted to do it at Mania. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He could have come in after Mania. You're absolutely right. But he wanted to do it at Mania. Again, but the interesting thing for me is if you're the board of directors, and we've talked about this a lot in terms of B shows and A shows, and uh, it's only a B show if you book it like a B show. They're trying to elevate all the other things to feel like A-shows as well. Like SummerSlam is on the same pit par as WrestleMania. So if you're a board of director, if I'm trying to like get Rocky's ego back in place, do it at SummerSlam. Do it at SummerSlam because that's just as big as WrestleMania. And you're, and you're the one, you're the one, Rock, who proves it. Like, this is why I'm not the head of the business. Like, <laughs> you know. Ballistic here says, I saw someone, I, I did get a tweet from someone. This is what Ballistic says. Isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, I, got, I got a tweet from someone <laughs> and being like, no, it makes more sense to do it at SummerSlam because Cody had that big Stephen Amell match at SummerSlam. So maybe he can become Mr. SummerSlam. Because the Stephen Amell match is the one we want to <laughs> pin our hopes to. Uh, Ballistic here says, hi guys, a little fantasy booking for you. What if? We see Roman Reigns in The Rock recreate Hogan and Diesel's spot where Roman uses the finger poke. Rock goes down for the three count to reveal it was all a ploy to ensure Cody doesn't get the Mania match. Could you imagine if they did the finger poke of doom? I don't want that. 
I, I don't want that at all. Mumatosh, if they wanted The Rock involved at Mania, why didn't they have him come out and say he'll be in Cody's corner and neutralize Solo and Jimmy, maybe with a returning Dustin Rhodes, setting up a Rock versus Roman match at SummerSlam or at a Saudi show? Finish the story. Because The Rock wanted to do it at yeah, WrestleMania. It, no, it, genu- it genuinely is. And it's not that... It, I think a lot of these chats come in at other times. The, yeah, the yeah. report and like the belief is Rock specifically wants WrestleMania because The Rock doesn't need Saudi money. The Rock doesn't need... He's on the board of directors. He's yeah. fine. Like He doesn't need all of that extra stuff. He's he wants it to happen at this show, uh, whether or not. I mean, I, I would love a conversation with him. Gale Force, uh, love having Drew be the voice of the audience. However, in doing so, as a heel, makes it feel like WWE mocking the backlash and calling the fans heel on the same level as internet troll Drew. Uh, I I see why you'd say that. I kind of feel a little bit that it's like Drew is the heel for jumping on what we're doing to serve his own purposes. Mm. I think they've skirted that a little bit. Michael Carson, what if they tried to pull a play on words? Cody said he wasn't coming for Roman at Mania because he's not waiting for WrestleMania for the match and he main events Elimination Chamber. Rock can take the status of Tribal Chief and Cody gets the belt. He has... They have done that before, haven't they? Cena has uh, used his Rumble win to have a match at Elimination Chamber before. Yeah, yes. there is precedent. Yeah, or is it No Way Out or something yeah. like that. You can do that, mm. but I, I said this on the Saturday show. If that was the case, you'd have done that on the SmackDown show. You'd have said, I'm not coming for you at WrestleMania because I'm coming to face you at Elimination Chamber instead because this man's going to face you at WrestleMania. Unless, unless they needed to use that to get... Um, the rock on the poster for the press conference to sell two thousand five hundred dollars tickets. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. unless they're like, oh we can save the Elimination Chamber announcement for next week. Like, I don't know. I like may- maybe, maybe. But also the suggestion is that Roman's not going to be at WrestleMania uh, Elimination Chamber. Um Yeah, that's the other side of it is that I mean, but you said this on the Saturday show. Give them all the money. Give them the money now to get to make it happen. Trusty McCool guy. Morning, lads. First time ultra chatting. Surely you just have. Sorry. If Kenny does beat uh, Reigns at Elimination Chamber. Chamber, what does he do at Mania? Cody versus Seth, unify the belts, one belt. Oh, I like that. Um, and of course you do. You hate two belts. <laughs> I hate two belts. It's not my fault, Dan. The one of the belts <laughs> is. Or, or, or. Cody versus Drew for the belt. Mm. Sammy versus Seth for the other belt so you still have your two belt system yeah i guess so uh trusty here says morning lads first time ultra chatting surely you just have cody beat roman at mania night one then the rock can come in uh can come out telling roman you failed our tribe uh redeem or be exiled and that's the build it doesn't seem that hard if i'm honest that i like is actually ending with rock and roman night two because that is yeah. the main event especially of the when show you then. say the idea that he's not and, and that's the thing crumbling around him you've lost the belt now you're gonna lose the head of the table as well i'd rather it that way around than the other yeah the problem there with trusty is that one of your things there is that cody beats roman at mania but cody explicitly said on smackdown i'm not coming for you at wrestlemania there's a way to work around everything but yeah i'm I'm just i'm pointing out where why people are finding so much the hard in this is because WWE have written themselves a hole here Mm. uh will here said i love how wwe retcom cody sidestepping for the rock i love how seth shot laugh at rocky sucks chance yeah they also so how good WWE's editing department is. They cut all of the shots of Cody looking fairly sad and had loads of shots of him looking happy. It's like they AI'd it. <laughs> Lobi here says, do you go believe this is all a work like Meltzer is saying? I think Meltzer is saying it's a work. Or the saying he has. He said it's 100% a work. In terms of... He said, he's literally said, I, I, I'll find the tweet. It, okay, but it's not a work of this was always the plan because that would be a work. 
what he might Possibly, have yeah. what he might have said because he after the uh, the Brian Daniel Daniel Bryan thing I struggled to do the, the WWE version of these days the Daniel Bryan thing was it was not the plan but they then made it a plan so therefore it's now a work yeah like is that it so like now because they're leaning into it yeah, it is um, now becoming a work because that's what that. that's where the confusion of it's going to come around because I don't think Meltzer saying it's a work from the very get go anyway um. Do you think this is Rock TKO WWE really didn't see this coming? Because I want to believe they aren't that dumb. Jay is uh, also Jay is becoming a wrestler I could never hate like Mick Foley and Sami Zayn. I don't know. Pat McAfee's doing a good job in making me not want to see Jay Uso come out. Um, <laughs> honestly, not Jay Uso's fault though. It's not Jay Uso's fault, no. Uh, but I do, yeah. I think Rock TKO and WWE did not see this coming. I think I would imagine Rock specifically didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ari Emanuel would have seen this coming. I, I think he's detached enough. I that would he imagine seen this coming. I would imagine, for all his faults, Triple H saw this coming. Oh, Triple H would have seen this coming. Now, again, we'll talk about Masters of Spin. Great, great show for us. I thought it was a great pay per view. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes these, these things happen. Yeah, the fans tell us what they want to see. Mm. Um. Nah, here says, the reports that Rock main eventing Mania is contractual obligation with TKO. Triple H creative Cody Seth Punk knew nothing about it before Friday would explain why the storyline makes absolutely no sense and why they semi uh, encouraging, why they're semi encouraging fan revolt. Absolutely. That's what Meltzer and SRS are all saying. Darby Act, I think Rock Roman at Mania is a given at this point, sadly. There's two ways to make it work, I can see. Night one, Rock versus Roman. Night two, Cody gets the winner. Or Cody wins at Elimination Chamber, uh, like Eddie beat Brock. And then the WrestleMania card is Rock Roman, Cody versus Drew, Seth versus Gunther. Um, yeah. Um, Michael, after watching Bully Ray give his pitch on Busted Open Radio, I watched Raw Live for the first time in probably four years. The handling of the situation wasn't as interesting as Bully's pitch, but I did find the show interesting enough to watch next week. Well, that's an interesting. The, the, this is what I mean by the idea of it somehow working in their favor. Like yeah. They end up getting more interest. Uh, hardest, ha- uh, hardest host here says, I was at the show in St. Louis. We definitely booed every time The Rock was on screen, and we also chanted a very uh, We Want Bailey loudly during the commercial break of the women's tag match. That seems unfair. Uh, even Caden Carter looked at us and said, "You want who?" Yeah, that seems unfair. It's uh, 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 yeah. There's there's way yeah. That's unfair. Tim DG, I felt sick when WWE talking about Cody trending. It felt like they were mocking us. Keep tweeting. It only makes us stronger. If they don't change Rock versus Roman, I see them building Seth Drew Cody Sammy, which feels so low rent for, for Cody Roman. Uh, much love, HH Kiss. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I, we've got so many chats, and I don't want to take well, too we've got, much time. Um, a... We've got a whole show to review. But yeah. um, I, I, when you when you talk about the idea of yeah, feeling sick when they kept talking about Cody trending, they of course they're going to encourage you to engage with the show. And wrestling is the only thing in the world where we can be like, we're so mad at this. You know what we're going to do? Buy tickets and show up. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of the only places where we'd really do that. It's like um, when people. Like, I mean, it's fo- football is the same thing. Like I hate the Glazers, so I'm going to renew my season ticket so I can scream about how much I hate the Glazers. It's like the people's like, I'm going to boycott Nike because they put a trans person on or something. Yeah. So I've, I know to show how I'm boycotting it, I bought a pair of shoes and yeah. I've set fire to them. That's a choice. Uh, Terence here. I was like, I genuinely think this is the right call. I wonder what he thinks is the right call. We'll get to that in a guess. It makes uh, sense business-wise and storyline-wise. Just pause for a second and think. Bloodline Saga is a family story. It has nothing to do with Cody. Cody's story is about the title. I will admit and say Co- uh, Roman has been uh, integrated into the story, but to say that the Bloodline doesn't need the title to further the story is a lie. He's the tribal chief lie. because he became champion and given the lay. And being head of the table 
is being champion. Cody Rhodes should continue the story, not finish it. I've always said Jay is the guy to take the title and or the lay, but I've also resigned to Cody being the guy to take the title, where, whether that's from Roman, Jay, or anyone else. He is the guy to carry the company over the next decade, so I understand the disappointment and irritation, but for 2024 Mania, Roman versus Rock being of night two, Roman versus Cody night two main event. Uh, I want to add that Rocky forcing his way into Mania is a bit annoying, but it's Rocky versus Reigns at the end of the day. Also, do people sending death threats to Avia? From the bottom of my heart, please go and seek mental wellness. In conclusion, Reigns versus Rose should main event in a singles match and if they take creative away from Triple H I will honestly genuinely stop watching WWE Rock shouldn't win by the way if that's not clear thoughts uh, first of all um, the bloodline doesn't need the title because if the title is the reason Roman became head of the table then it's a far more interesting story to see how he can still claim to be head of the table when he doesn't have the title so then it's all of the others Solo, Jay, Rock being like you have no claim to being the head of the table anymore. And he says, yes, I do. I'm still head of the table. And that's a whole story that you can tell, which doesn't need the title. And in fact, actively needs the title to be somewhere else. Second of all, Cody is involved in this story now. Cody's story and the Bloodline story are now intertwined as a result of the Bloodline cheating Cody out of this title, specifically at the grandest stage of them all like he had roman beat in a way that we've seen a bunch of different times i would argue that it's intertwined in sammy's story i would argue that it's intertwined in kevin owens's story drew's story if we were there but to say that cody uh, there's been this sort of renewed uh past uh, reckoning of like i don't think cody's story is any way related to the bloodline cody's story about wanting to win the belt no sure that's just separate but Cody is now intertwined within this story, and this is the story that they have been telling. That is why the day after WrestleMania 39, Cody comes out and he says, I'm going to win another shot at you. Mm. And he has done all of this. They had the stare off on SmackDown that time. And that's why he pointed at the sign and then pointed straight at Roman Reigns. There's a reason he hasn't pointed at Seth. Yeah. Because he doesn't want that belt. Yeah. Because that's not the belt that his net was taken away from his dad. Yeah. Like, that's why he's never gone for the belt in the, the, the past year. Yeah. It will always be about that whoever's belt. holding that belt. And as long as Roman is holding that belt, Roman is a part of Cody's story. And because uh, Roman still has the belt, it feels like it now has to be Cody versus Roman. Mm. Cody beating anyone else for it would feel unsatisfying. Mm. Whereas the satisfying conclusion to the story is him beating Roman, yep. righting the wrong of last year. Rocky too, if you will. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I laughed my flabby little tits off when uh, Sammy, during Sammy's promo. Sean at AU. Dusty had his first pay-per-view match at SummerSlam. The greatest match ever, SummerSlam 2015, Stardust versus Stephen Amell and some other nobodies. Second greatest match was Brock versus Cody. SummerSlam is the new WrestleMania. Cody becomes Mr. SummerSlam and finishes the story. I don't think that was the person that did send that tweet to me, but that is broadly the same thing that they were saying. Tracy has been a member for five months in a row. Um, uh, hello, boys. Exhausting, crazy ride. I want to see Rock Roman, uh, but not this way. We want Cody. People need hope. Also, the Sammy promo. Wow, give him the world. Tracy also has... Um, to apologize uh, uh it's been such a crazy yet toxic week but the vince charges are the evil issue not cody roman's cody roman rock cody's match let's not all forget the real devil through this smoke screen thank you for all what you do i think it is uh incredibly possible to think about both at the same time i've, I've seen this idea that it's trying to be a distraction it's trying to be a distraction 
it, it, it's it's separate. There's a federal investigation that ain't going away. That's still going to be covered in the yeah. news. It's very possible for people to care about two things at once. There was um, one of the uh, quotes that Fightful Select had from a uh, top WWE star was like, I mean, it sure has helped in terms mm. of directing away the, 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 the press focus from WWE onto a more positive uh, bit of news. But yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. No. It's not like it's all of a sudden going to disappear and go out the conscious. Neil Grant's uh, lawyer is still very much front and center talking mm. about all of this new stuff that's coming out. Yeah, the federal investigation is 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 starting to work its way. Mm-hmm. This adds a story that ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And you can try and put out a different story ahead of it, but that story will always be there in the background. Um, I was so fascinated with the news over the weekend. I, I even text you about it. The Mike Johnson PW Insider report, which is this like whole, uh, if they wanted to, The Rock could just take creative. It's only because someone mentioned Triple H creative earlier. The Rock could just take creative away. Mm. And I thought, man, The Rock taking away WWE creative. Roman Reigns is pretty much the most powerful person in the company in terms of wrestlers. The Anawaii family is the most powerful family in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be become they would become the most powerful family in wrestling. Mm. Be incredible. But wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> Stephen, I don't think Dustin's going to have the same pull that, that, that Roman will. Gold dust. <laughs> Stephen Miller, long time viewer, first time old chatter. I've been an avid fan of WWE since 1997 when I was five years old, so I have an appreciation for The Rock. I've been around long enough in the fandom to know when it's time for a new star in the spotlight. Hashtag We Want Cody. Kevin, my option says. Uh, my option cody says i'm not going to face roman at wrestlemania because he's going to lose elimination chamber against the rock and i'll face the winner maybe all the people pulled off the show they'll book uh, roman and rock for australia the copium is so hard here Uh, (laughs) or you can have rock being run over by a car is the one driving and he did it for the chief because at this point who cares if the rock gets run over and it's by solo sokoa i will i this will be the best storyline the wwe surely surely it would be rikishi driving the car and he did it for solo oh it's it's solo and he did it for rikishi why would, he, why would rikishi his dad do- i know that's why rikishi's <laughs> driving the car doing it for solo no because he did it for his dad because y- y- you did not take advantage of my dad running over <sighs> steve austin and instead you're actually angry at my dad for doing it so i'm doing this for as re- like because you should have shown him some respect when he did that thing okay <laughs> but as we all know it wasn't really rikishi it was triple h was the mastermind behind all of that uh josh hi guys recent viewer here do you think that wwe are sort of shooting themselves in the foot with this new wwe game the whole theme is to it is finish the story and that's not happening if cody faces said it's kind of burying him heart in, in a way though if it's for the world heavyweight championship uh this is what um happened with game of thrones when you have someone whose plan is the long term and then people get bored of it and they move on like basically i'm saying the rock is is the dan and david <laughs> Um, we might just have to do this last one for now and then we'll Come go back. into the rest of the show because we've still got a bunch of these to get through but best frame forward is anyone considering what a disaster this could be for Dwayne just in the ring over a decade ago he came away from his last Cena match with what two three injuries and that was from one match not to mention Cena having to loudly walk him through it mm. that is the other side of this yeah Right. Well, let's talk about the rest of the show. I don't think it's going to take us particularly long, but there are some things to talk about. Um, we had our opening segment, uh, which at the end of which saw Drew McIntyre headbutt Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes sent him packing. 
We then had a fatal four-way match, uh, tag match, the winners of which will go on to face British Strong Style on SmackDown. The winners of that match will go on to face Judgment Day for the tag titles at Elimination Chamber. It was DIY, Imperium, the Creed Brothers, and the New Day, New Day being the only team to get an entrance. This, the crowd, like, audibly died. Yeah. And turned off, and they were like, well, we've got our Cody, we wanted to get our Cody stuff out. Not really interested in the rest of the show until Cody comes out for the main event. But then you had eight guys doing dives and big moves, and they really got into that because it's hard not to get into a really fun tag match where eight guys are doing dives and big moves. Yeah. It's hard when, especially because I don't like this type of match to begin with because you've got two teams standing on the apron like kids at a disco who don't have a date. Like they're waiting. They're like, oh, please tag me in. Why would you tag? Why would you get tagged in? So the second it turned out into more of a brawl and you get that kind of what Michael Oku has always talked about, the, the tags um, being such a headache. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's far more exciting, and then it, and then it was yeah. I mean, I I loved everyone breaking up the ankle lock because otherwise Julius was going to take them all out because oh, he was doing all of so that his, his amazing overhead suplex, kip up, extravaganza. The Brutus Ball is objectively hilarious and I absolutely love it. And I, as a result of this match, I'm going to get CDIY versus uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne Great. NXT for life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and then I'd imagine British Strong Style win because the Commonwealth. So. You know, <laughs> Hey, the flag's on the flag. <laughs> the flag's on the flag. I mean, also, we've just done DIY Judgment Day. So yeah, we have. Yeah. It makes more sense to do British Strong yeah. Style uh, going for the tag belts. But yeah, this was really good fun. Once all eight men were just doing their big moves and stuff. I did see there was a, that uh, video of um, Vikingo doing a springboard yeah. like 6.30 to GCW the outside show. on a GCW show. And someone had retweeted that being like, oh, maybe I should get into this wrestling thing again. And someone tweets with that being like, this is what casual fans actually like to see. Mm. People have this idea that it's all of this story and drama and stuff. No, it's people cool doing it's, it's cool athleticism is the sort of thing. And it's, I was thinking about that during this tag match. Yeah. Because the most fun bit of this was when everyone was just doing the big dives. Yeah. Uh, we had promos from Baszler and Becky Lynch ahead of their match, which I thought was good. It just it didn't have the, the crowd heat for it. And Becky won with the manhandle slam. She is now qualified for the elimination chamber. First time she'll ever have been mm. in an elimination chamber, which I think is a startling statistic. I love that Pat McAfee's explanation for that was because she's on top usually. So yeah, she's like, always a champion. Kind of yeah. cool. Um, although uh, I kind of wanted both of them to be in the chamber, so I was a little bit, I was weirdly disappointed when they announced that this was going to be the match. I thought, given that it was an inevitability, given that we knew that Becky was going to win, I thought this match went a bit too long, um, and I thought it. As a result, the match suffered a little bit for me. I don't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but I think a more fast-paced, intense brawl would have been far more effective for me as a viewer than what I thought was just a bit long. Yeah, I, th I thought the match was good. Um, and yeah, Becky is the obvious choice here because mm. I think Becky then goes on to yep. win a chamber and you do Becky Rear. Yeah. It's a match they've been building since, you know, the summer. Is it going to be um, Raw and SmackDown talent in this chamber? I think probably we're going to get... I guess so. I mean, brand split, LOL. So but it's WrestleMania season. It doesn't really count. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't really matter. So yeah. you may as well do that. Because I was kind of looking through the list of uh, Raw's uh, other women you could put in there. And I was like, oh, it's not a lot of top talents yeah. that could go into there. There's a lot of Maxines and Valhalla's that uh, I would imagine uh, Bianca's in there. I think Bianca goes in there. Here's my pitch. Chelsea Green's in it. Oh, fun. And you do fun Chelsea Green comedy. Mm. And then in the final two... Chelsea and Becky and you re replay Santino. Yeah. Okay. With, but with Chelsea Green in that role. Yeah. Um, 
Liv Morgan was watching this match, as was Zoe Stark, because next week it's Morgan versus Stark. That's the next qualifying match. And they cut backstage to Kathy Kelly doing the interview. And I was like, oh, clearly Jackie Redmayne's unwell. No, no Jackie was on this show as well. So is Double Kathy duty. just on both shows again? Kathy's on Raw now. Uh, she's been moved. Um, she? Well, is she that... tweeted that it's, it's been real SmackDown, but I've got to go back to... Who's doing SmackDown then? Well, I don't know. Kayla Braxton? Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Megan Morant, whatever her name is. She's gone now. Is she? I don't know. There's, there's <laughs> high go- turnover. <laughs> but not with my Kathy. Not with Kathy. Always there. The workhorse. Yeah, the, the, very much. The Seth Rollins of backstage She only had one of the three segments this week, but my gosh, she made it count. Didn't she just? Uh, in this promo, Liv Morgan said, I had a year of my career taken away from me and it cuts back you know pat mcafee's like man a whole year of her career was taken away it was six months yeah wasn't there a bit before that as well no it was six Collectively months, six months. uh well yeah. times of that circle i mean all it really shows well that pat mcafee's not been watching the product because he just <laughs> believed what liv morgan said uh, we got a recap of Shinsuke Nakamura attacking Cody at the house show over the weekend, which is setting up their bull rope match uh, for tonight. You were very excited about this match being announced. It was that meme of that guy who was like, okay. <laughs> uh, and backstage, Adam Pearce was shouting at Drew McIntyre for uh, always attacking injured people. And he said, look, I could suspend you, but instead you're going to see less zeros in your bank account because I fined you for, for all the attacking that you've done. And as he's shouting at Drew, on the video, Rhea Ripley's music plays and she walks out of the ring. And that's not a scheduled segment on the show. So Adam Pearce is like, I need a drink! And he off he runs to, to go and stop that from happening. I actually really liked that. Me too. I thought it was quite fun. It was also nice to see Adam Pearce given the whole... Um, oh, usually we'll have a segment where Adam Pearce goes, Bloody women, I need a drink. <laughs> and this time he had one for Drew. Oh, you bloody Drew! So I, I really liked this kind of like, again, the through narrative. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so Rhea did come out for a promo calling out Nia Jax. Adam Pierce walked down and said, nope, we are not doing this now because it's going to happen at Elimination Chamber. It's Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax, which is what we all presumed was going to be the case based up certainly when Nia beat Becky at day one. And Nia comes out, they get into a brawl and Nia stands tall once again. I'm really enjoying the booking of this, particularly as they go into Chamber where Rhea Ripley is going to be welcomed as the all-conquering babyface. So what better way to be the all-conquering babyface than to beat the dominating heel in Nia Jax? It is simple, yeah. simple stuff, and I think they're doing a very, very good job of that. Who had I'm really excited to see Nia Jax on my 2024 bingo card? She's done a fantastic job in this. I think credit where it's due. This past, this, this latest run, I think she's really killed it. Um, speaking of things that we uh, all presumed was going to happen, we got a recap of the Bailey angle from SmackDown, where they literally did the Batista spots uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Evolution, which is what you and I were pitching. Like they should do the, the Batista yeah. thing. Uh, we then got all of the coverage of The Rock challenging Roman Reigns, with Michael Cole saying, "Will the match become official? We'll find out on Thursday." Steal Adam Pearce's gimmick. <laughs> Up next was a mixed tag match to Kira Tozawa and Maxine versus Ivar and Valhalla. I, I, I'm sort of ready for this uh, Alpha Academy Ivar feud to be to be done yeah. with now. Yeah. I feel like it's not going anywhere. No. Nope. Um, and some of it's been told out of order. And Michael Cole really did my head in yeah. in this Big match. Time. You could talk about the Maxine stuff, but hey, look, Green Wrestler made some mistakes. 
These things happen. She should not be put into this position. Accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. Which they did spectacularly, by the way, in the feud with the Viking Raiders in the summer. Ding, ding, ding. Like, they already did did this. Yeah, but they were putting her out there almost to fail, and Mm. unfortunately she did. But Michael Cole, he, at the Royal Rumble, went off on one about Valhalla wearing antlers. And he does this on Raw whenever she's wearing the antlers. And he, the whole five seconds that she was in the, the Royal Rumble match, Michael Cole just wanted to talk about her antlers and went off on one about the antlers. So she comes out for this match here, and she's not wearing the antlers. So Michael Cole goes ballistic that she's not wearing the antlers. And that distracts him throughout the match. And then, I think even more egregiously, Akira Tozawa goes to hit the Sunset Flip Powerbomb. And Michael Cole says, not a very smart move there by Akira Tozawa. That's how Tozawa beat him three weeks ago, Michael! That's why they did the spot! Are you not paying attention to your own product? Of course that's why they did the spot. Michael Cole being like, I don't know why he's done that. Because it's how he beat him. Because mm. he's already beaten Ifa. He's the only one of the Academy that has beaten him, Michael. Or are you too distracted by the fact that someone's not wearing part of their costume? Bad appear- bad showing for Cole in this match. Commentary is a very difficult job. Like, I don't Especially want to... Especially if you're Michael Cole. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to be polite um it's a very <laughs> i will not. i know you won't it's a very difficult job uh you've got a lot of strings a lot of plates to spin a lot of stuff going on this felt like uh he got a rise out of pat mcafee because pat mcafee's his mate and they like have a sort of back and forth and they are toxic to each for each other it it it's brought out the worst in each other that's what i mean and i d- i really resent when you work i mean i get that valhalla has sort of lent into a little bit of comedy especially at the royal rumble the spot with um uh our truth um so like it's hard necessarily to take her fully seriously but also ivar comes out and is this big athletic big man who looks powerful and strong and you know all the rest of it so like am i supposed to take you seriously or not i actually really like the idea of valhalla being this like soothsayer who there's something spooky about it but he banters her off at every given opportunity by calling her weirdos. Lest we forget a couple of weeks ago, he screamed at the top of his lungs, do it for us weirdos, Miz. So like, are you a weirdo or not? Pick a lane. I don't know. It, it really, really grinds my gears. And I couldn't, as a, as a result, so when when like you're upstairs talking about Maxine, I can't say I noticed a single thing Maxine did because the whole time I was so distracted thinking about how desperately Valhalla, how, how are these acts supposed to get over if they are constantly being undercut? This is the worst. This is why when Corey Graves is on SmackDown as a play-by-play guy, he needs to lean away from being the heel because he, I think he plays that heel role really effectively, but you need a conduit. You need someone to be supporting these people. JR would always be a little bit acerbic with his wit, but at the very least he'd try. Even if he couldn't say anything positive about the gimmick, he'd talk about it being like a, a young whippersnapper who was a great college football player or something. He found ways. To, yeah, JRisms, a motivated Big Show. Yeah, yeah, right. Which was JR speak for Big Show's trying today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like you know, incredibly frustrating. We got a recap of our truth being beaten up by the Judgment Day last week and Miz failing to make the save, and then we cut back to the Judgment Day in the Judgment Den, and Truth walks into the den for a chat. They don't beat him up this week. Truth says, "I really enjoyed the initiation that we did last week. That means I'm now officially." part of the group uh jd says i don't have time to deal with this now because i have a match and dominic leaves with him and Bala's like i'm kind of bored of this gimmick now i'm also leaving and damian priest says 
Oh, make yourself at home. Because mm. he's still kind of endeared by him, even though last week they beat him up. And they kept his T-shirt. And he kept his T-shirt. Yeah. And because Truth then found those T-shirts, he showed up for the JD McDonough versus Miz match. A match that you could close your eyes and imagine beat for beat and you'd be broadly correct on every single one of them. And Truth distracted by selling the T-shirt, not selling the T-shirt, he was giving the T-shirt away. He got Dominic trapped in one of the T-shirts like it was a straight jacket. He then gave JD the money that JD should get from the t-shirts even though Truth doesn't think that JD's part of the group that's where the comedy is and then Miz hit the skull crushing finale for the win yeah it's a very WWE thing to lay a joke on this thick like they tell it to us they take their time telling it to us then they emphasize it by doing the same joke three or four times and then they replay it immediately afterwards and I was just like yeah alright look when Awesome Truth win the tag belts at WrestleMania, Tee-hee. it's going to be very lovely. Yeah. Because Truth's going to get his WrestleMania moment, and that's going to be very, very sweet. But that's in 60 days. It's in 60 days' time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That is, that's eight rolls away. Yeah, like, that's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of this to, to get to that point. Mm. Um, can I steal some of that water, please? Oh, my God. I'm thirsty, Dan. What? This is... Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, we've got a recap of Damage Control winning the tag titles. Um, and then Imperium had a chat with Adam Pierce to make sure that everything was in place for the Gunther celebration. And in walked Bron Breaker. Mm-hmm. Bron's getting the Jade Cargill treatment. Well, he's getting the Brock Lesnar push. He's just going go, to be put into... No, I mean he's getting the showing up on every show. Making yeah. me look like a big deal. So yeah. I don't care about Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Well, what, what I'm I past mean, him. No, what I mean by that point is that because it was supposed to be yeah. Brock versus Gunther. Yeah. I think we're looking at now Bron versus Gunther at WrestleMania. Oh, I still want Sheamus. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Where is Sheamus? Well. Um, we then had a video promo of Punk getting his surgery. Um, and then we got Gunther's celebration where... I, I, I thought a lot of this was real, real good. Yeah, it was great. I thought I this really was really, really good this. Because Gunther's like, I wonder who's going to be my next challenger. And out comes Jey Uso. And as I, you know, I made a joke earlier, Pat McAfee's doing everything he can to make me not like Jey Uso. Um, he's the widest man alive, coming from me, I think says a whole lot. Um, but I really enjoyed Gunther almost getting a bit of a kick out of Jey Uso's uh, taunts, being like, a simple gesture for simple people. Yeah. Great. Here's why this was awesome as a segment. And it, and I don't want to keep bringing up the Seth and Roman promos on each other, but this is what wrestling promos are supposed to be. Jey Uso was putting over Gunther and his accomplishments mm-hmm. with the IC title, putting him over massively. Gunther responded by putting over Jey Uso's accomplishments massively, highlighting everything that Jey Uso has done, highlighting why Jey Uso should be considered main event Jey Uso but adding in that little bit of healery in there to be like you were tag champion for over a thousand days that means you're needed 50% of the work yeah unlike me who's done 100% of the work I was a killer line so it was really good so great and you know why it was good because this is the whole thing that some people were saying on on Saturday's show that like you don't like it when heels do heel things and that's not fair or accurate because this is what heels do we know as an audience he didn't put 50% of the work in. As a tag team, you have to pull your weight. You have to do the job. Like you, Even if you're one of two, you're putting 100% effort in. But it allows him to 
get his belittling line and it makes us then root for Jay to show that heel exactly. who's boss. Yeah. It does both. I thought he was an absolutely killer segment. And that's lovely for Jay as well, given how wobbly his booking has been over the past couple of months. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm well excited for this match in Perth. Well, it's not going to happen in Perth. Uh, go. It's. I think it'll be either the Raw before or after Chamber. They'll probably, it'll probably be the Raw after either Chamber. Either way, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to see Jimmy Uso interrupt it. There it is. Um, because about, That was my prediction, yeah. is that, yeah, it's Jay versus Gunther, Raw after Chamber, mm-hmm. Jimmy interferes, costs Jay the match. That sets up Jimmy versus Jay for Mania, and Gunther can face Ron Breaker. Well, because I've got a case for so many, if I can make... I don't want us to run too much out of time, but... I there's a case for Bron Breaker, big statement of intent. Um, you know, it says it says we're gonna as in to be the person. I imagine dethroning Gunther because I also have the case for title changes, which mm-hmm. in I I don't like to see hot potato title changes, but I think we we need some for a bit of excitement over the next year mm-hmm. to stop us. As I said, feeling like we're spinning on wheels. I'd even advocate this is a whole other show. Cody loses like a, a month in. <gasps> what? Because it's one thing to win the belt and finish the story. Now you have to write your own, mate. What are you going to do now? I think there's an interesting... Not necessarily that he has to then wait for it for a whole other month, but, like, I don't know, start a feud, do something else. I'm starting a feud I certainly agree with. Like, I think once Cody's won the belt, you want to start... Don't put him into a match with Kane like they did with Daniel Bryan. No, I'm like... Like, you want to put him into a top-tier match, but I I don't think I would push for him to lose the belt one month after winning it. I'd be intrigued. Either way, I'm in the case for title changes. Brom Breaker, big statement of intent. Uh, Chad Gable is very cross that his daughter it's cried. It's not going to be Chad Gable. Listen to me. <laughs> very cross because his daughter cried. So there's unfinished. But in terms of like, who do we, who do you pick? I think there are three. It's Bron Breaker, it's Chad Gable, or it's Sheamus because he lost because of a beautiful technicality when Gunther pretended to tap and then didn't. And he did not lose at WrestleMania. He didn't take the pin at WrestleMania. Also, Pete Bunn isn't, Pete Bunn? <laughs> Pete Dunn isn't Butch anymore. Ridge Holland is out of the picture for a while. He's back on NXT, I believe. He is. Sheamus is free. Sheamus hasn't been around for a while. Sheamus has been doing some Xing. So I'm ready for him to come back, make a big I think that'll be a big exciting. I've beaten everyone. No one can beat me. And then Shamed Thing. Like, I don't know, bring back that theme. Too many limes. I mean, Sheamus makes the most storyline sense. Finish the story. He he can finish his If we're not story. gonna finish Cody's, we might as well finish Sheamus, you know? But it is like where you been, bud? I, I think if you were going to do Sheamus versus Gunther at Mania, I'd have probably had Sheamus, you know, winning on TV. Uh, you got a return and- pop uh, after that match. You know, Jay's gone away. Yeah. Maybe him and Jimmy brawl through the crowd, and Gunther's there, like knackered, cutting his and, and then you've got a month. To- you are also right. It's brand split. LOL. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter in WrestleMania season, so you can just Sheamus has moved over to yeah. Raw, and you can just do it that way. I think of the two, it's it's of the three, it's Bron or Sheamus. I don't think it's Chad Gable. Probably is an arse's roar of getting into that position. I don't think I don't Chad's ever Chad's getting getting any push anytime yeah. soon. Um, we then oh, and afterwards, um, they attacked Jay and New Day ran down for a save. There's a trios match next week of New Day and Jay versus Imperium. Got a promo for the Vegas press conference and then promos uh, from Nakamura who also wants Cody and then Damage. Uh, can- Sorry, very quickly, because Cody said in this, uh, Shinsuke said in this video, Cody, you want to fight me so badly. Queen, he was done, all right? He beat you, he beat you like two weeks ago. D- this is all on you, all right? Uh, and then Damage Control retained the tag titles over the party girls. Yep. 
Yeah, it was a bit, bit messy. It was messy. It, it, was, was, messy. A, it, was, it was a messy old uh, match. There was a moment during this where Kairi Sane did a dive on Carter, but missed Carter, and Carter didn't dodge it either. Yeah, it was very weird. And then because commentary do the thing commentary do, they just drew all the attention to it and made it feel even more awkward. Yeah. Um, Sane broke up the pin from the after party, uh, but then the party girls missed the keg stand in St. Elba for the win. Hmm. Yeah. Again, without Bailey coming to potentially cause a distraction, there was no peril to this. That's why that person was chanting, We want Bailey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, apologies. Apologies. That does make sense. I thought it was more a case of. It's the women's match room as well. No, no, no. Yeah. That is egg on our face completely. Massively um, so. No, I, we, because she wasn't there. That's because she wasn't there. She was conspicuous by the absence. As a result, I didn't even associate with her with this. Uh, there was no peril to it. Do you know? Yeah. This Well, this is what we talked about last week with. Um, this women's tag title scene is that these tag titles aren't going to get over in five minute matches. Yeah. Uh, then Jackie had a sit down interview with uh, Sami Zayn. You'll never guess what movie Triple H compared Sami Zayn to after Elimination Chamber last year. Was it Rocky? Yeah, it was Boss Baby. Yeah. And, and you uh... stepped on my joke. <laughs> you stepped on my joke. I had a whole bit planned all day. Sorry, bud. That's all I can think of now. You've made me yeah. think that Ro- so, Rocky is the boss baby of wrestling. I should explain this in case you are a new viewer. Basically, uh, there's a tweet that is iconic where it's like a person who's only seen one film and it's the boss baby seeing their second film. I'm getting a lot of boss baby vibes from this film. <laughs> and it's really funny. The boss baby for the wrestling industry is Rocky. I don't think any wrestler has seen any movie other than Rocky. This segment was absolutely brilliant. Sami Zayn is an absolutely exceptional performer is somehow able to pull on our heartstrings someone mentioned Mick Foley and you can never dislike Mick Foley never dislike Jey Uso Sami Zayn is that for me that's why in my head when I went like when I did my panic fantasy booking after Wrestlemania 39 because I'm a mark and we all are I had Wrestlemania 40's headline be Cody versus Sami I was so intrigued by that idea I think Sami is an incredible baby face and his work here was exemplary for that reason so good second he brings up Rocky (laughs) I'm like, Triple H brings him backstage and is like, do you know what? You know who you are? You are the boss, baby. Like, he's like, <laughs> see other movies. Punk, Moxley. Like, I don't, like, oh my Ray. God. I Yeah, everyone is referencing Rocky. I get that it's an iconic sport. And I get also that it's in Philadelphia this year. WrestleMania, so Rocky's probably going to be here very heavily featured. Oh my God. There are so many films. Yeah, it only made me laugh because it was literally on yesterday's yeah. podcast where you were like, I think wrestlers have only ever seen Rocky. Oh. And then one... On this show, they referenced it. it really made Good me chuckle. Good God. Um, but it was a great promo from Sammy. I, I mean, for me, it sort of highlights like, man, there's a bunch of guys for WrestleMania where I'm like, I don't know. I, but, I don't know what you Randy Orton, AJ yeah. Styles, like Bobby Lashley. There's a bunch of these guys that are supposed to be top guys. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're going to do at WrestleMania. This is kind of what I was talking about, though. Like, I mean, I think the idea of... Um, it's, it's so frustrating that Punk got injured because it was going to be an incredible sort of moment. This has uh, just pushed a lot of people into question mark roles. Um, and, and it was one of those things where the idea of The Rock saving WrestleMania didn't need to. Like, they'd done so much work and we were giving them so much credit for putting over all of these people. And then the main event was Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a ball rope match. Uh, Michael Cole said that this was the, quote, first serious ball rope match uh, we've had in WWE in 17 years. What if the nonsense one thing? I don't know. I don't know what that... Uh, they've done strap matches. So maybe he's talking about how they've been... Oh, like, I, bet they, I bet they had like El Torito <laughs> in one. 
I'll um, find out. And I mean, because the what well, the last one would have been JBL Batista. Did they have a Borat match on well, this episode of SmackDown? Maybe. Maybe I've made that up. I need ten minutes here for that. That's his era. Um, <laughs> they even referenced that this was the same bull rope that Dusty Rhodes used in that iconic match against Billy Graham um, in Madison Square Garden. Here's here's the, here's the uh, Eddie JBL. Maybe uh, thank you for oh the one where that one. they absolutely yeah he bashes that open. But, uh, okay, so, but here's part of the problem with WWE doing a bull rope match in 2024 is that it's WWE in 2024 and he can't do the level of violence that yeah. you need in order for a bull rope match to be a bull rope match. I actually thought then it was very very clever that they to get around that. Nakamura spat red mist yeah, yeah, yeah. on Cody Rhodes. So it looked like Cody Rhodes was bleeding from the head. And then he got cut open anyway. Did he get cut open as well? Yeah, he was properly he did three stitches. He was cut open. There was was he really? yeah, so you haven't seen the, the Sammy and Cody promo from after the show? No. Right, I'll tell you that in a second. But yeah, he, he had genuinely was cut open. But also the red mist, I thought the exact same as thing. As they you. did the red mist to make it so he could look like his dad with the blood pouring, yeah. the, the blood in, in quotation marks pouring down his face. Not that it really caused any great difficulty for him. No. The, the, the mist is supposed to be this debilitating move and Cody Rhodes got hit with the mist and immediately hit his finish and then blocked the Kinshasa and hit his finish and won. It was a fine match. It's yeah. just that it's it's not a it's not the bull rope match. Like this is not going to go down in the pantheon like the one he had in AEW against Brody Lee. Like, and that's not just because it was Brody's last match. It's because that match is awesome, and that's what bull rope matches are supposed to feel like. I think the the like not to turn this into sort of a tribalistic thing because you know how far away from that I am. It is one of those things where AEW Dynamite lends itself to a bull rope match. Of course, it does. Yeah. WWE Raw doesn't. doesn't exactly. WWE Pay Per View. Maybe we'll start talking, but on Raw, I still can't go to the same level of violence though. Because like, <laughs> you, you, you think of that JBL Eddie match, and that is like where they, the two of them, are pissing blood out of each other. Yeah, but that was a that was a bad blade job, not rather than like you but know, it was going to be a blood. But, but, but that's but, the visual of that is supposed yeah. to be you are you're so, you hate each other so much you can't run away from. So each my other. point, my point is that you would probably go to a level of violence on pay per view that was more than Raw. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Maybe maybe there's the, a maybe, table spot. Maybe there's the grade, and the grade is dynamite, WWE pay per view raw, but it's still more violent than you mm -hmm. get on an episode of Raw. So like that's why it, it. I wasn't necessarily the most excited for this. I thought it got good. I thought it got yeah, good, but right. not great. Yeah. Um. And then I really did like the uh the post narrative bit with McIntyre coming out and having a little crack at him. Um. And then yeah, after the show what you got was Sami Zayn came out and made the save. So this was off the air. I assume McIntyre continued the beatdown. Yeah. Nakamura continued the beatdown. Sami came out to make the save. Um, there's a lot of blood all over the floor, so clearly he has had... Maybe there was a fall on the bull rope or something like that, yeah. but he's three stitches in his head. Um, and Sami basically put Cody over massively. He's like, I know you aren't on the internet um, very much, but you should know there's been this outpouring of love for you and i'm sure you haven't sort of escaped it tonight because these people are chanting for you kind of thing and cody got kind of quite emotional and i this is one of the reasons that i love cody right because my emotions are usually quite high close to my surface as well there's the earnestness that we talked about with him and basically what he said was um i i i do this because i i love you and it genuinely means the world to me that you're showing that back to me kind mm. of thing and it was very it's very much like I think for all of Cody's faults, like, and I'm not going to pretend that he's absolutely perfect, you know, maybe the earnestness is is too much for some people. 
for all of his faults, I believe more than anything else that this is what he wants with his whole soul. Mm-hmm. This is what he wants with his fi- every fiber of his being. That's why he was more CM Punk than Punk. Yeah. Like he was able to go off and do the thing. He revolutionized the industry because he wasn't willing to accept being a bit part player. Like this is why I love him. I would imagine this is also why your audience at large loves him because he gives an S, you know? Uh, and I thought I, it was almost like I wish that segment had been on television. Mm hmm. If you haven't seen it, don't go on X, but do for that one clip because it was quite emo- quite emotional. Correction for me as well. Uh, dog collar match was the Brody Lee match. My apologies. Right. But I mean, similar sort of, I mean, this one is specific because of Dusty, but similar territory yeah. with the strap. With the, yeah. I think it's Dustin's had bull rope matches in AEW. Did, did Cody have a bull rope match in AEW? Have I, have I misremembered that? I'll check. Have a little check. I'm pretty sure Dustin's had them. Can't remember if Cody did. Uh, by the way thank you all so much uh, for watching this please do vote in our poll of what you thought of this show thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle we have got some shout outs to do our patreon shout outs here for our 25 dollars and above patreon pledge hammers head on over to patreon because there's loads of exclusive content over there including mine and ollie's near four hour review of royal rumble 2014 the first chapter in our breakup of the shield special that we're going to be doing for the next few months we're going to be looking at extreme rules 2014 next uh, and we've also got exclusive episodes of of survival series a new episode of which will be going up very very soon if you're one of our 24 uh, 25 and above patreon pledge how to get your name read out on this show like these fine folks hundred dollar man city horver big jiggy josh martin double l liam leonard the mat man matthew allen ryan disco stewart where there's a will there's a will campbell abominable michael abbott the machine gun alex anderson the roller coaster robert acosta the cleaner kenny sharp the british bulldog philip boy j smith jr and he can last sean for longer than you in the ring thank you to our wonderful uh, team there in the hall of fame class from february 6th 20 2024 right we have still got a load of your ultra chats to get into so ding 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 this is your last call for ultra chat and Maltin is going to kick things off today see Here's what I have to say about when people say about when Cody should have won last year, and it makes sense in head at at least. If Roman would have lost, it would have made the tag match in London with the Usos less memorable, therefore the rise of Jay less effective. Uh, Disagree. I think the two would have lifted each other. And I don't think Jay got a huge amount off the back of it either. Yeah. Uh, In In fact, if anything, if Roman loses and Jay wins, that pushes Jay further up so it would have made it more memorable i yeah i disagree with that hey jazz uh hi guys hope you're both well firstly luke batman vs superman wasn't that bad <laughs> if you forget the martha part i'm hoping the three-way match at mania which is probably what dc proposed to him but he said <laughs> no can he sit smackdown for the next two weeks or one i think yeah we talked about that on saturday he's advertised for smackdown doesn't mean he's going to be on the, the television show, show. could be a dark match thing i'd imagine he probably will be on the show in some at this capacity. point yeah yeah at this point uh camp asks scott if everyone's forgetting that there's a money in the bank case out there may as well uh as well maybe cody gets his hands on that somehow he defeats seth rollins on night one then ends himself into a triple threat with the rock and roman on night two and wins that as well this isn't the problem 
in general is there's a lot of overbooking going on. I think I think that's where they've written themselves into a little corner here. Because if you want to find a way to get back into it, you, see, you everyone starts pulling out the most contrived yeah. things they can, and it's like you know kiss for a reason justin says uh, their way out of this is to have cody say he's facing roman at mania this year but the story is taking everything from roman ends at mania next year against the rock building this match for a year is a better idea because they can tie it in with the netflix deal uh we have a Streamlabs username missing please do let our moderators know uh, saying the opening promo did not help with the world championship or seth him and drew are just saying who's more of a loser him or seth and who deserves to win the losers championship i agree gabriel says the rock taking cody's spot should not happen simply because of a wrong message it sends saying that hard work does not pay off and that someone else uh, will take it yeah we'll get the laurels you actually deserve hashtag we want cody mm. yeah absolutely um the, the biggest star will always be the person that was there 20 years ago and not the people that are there day in and day out at what point one does nostalgia run out because yeah. if you've not got anything to be nostalgic for the last Quincy here says, I think this can be turned... Having said that, I was texting a friend of mine and you know they were like, oh, what are you talking about on the show today? And I said, oh, there's a lot of wrestling drama on at the moment. I had to do an extra show over the weekend about this. And they're like, oh, you know, well, I, I mean, like, they have no idea about wrestling. Not interesting. I was like, oh, well, The Rock came back and they've now loads of plans for WrestleMania have changed. And their response was, oh, The Rock? Cool. So are you, you sort yeah. of... I get it. You, you sort of get it, yeah, right? Yeah, let's, let's, let's throw everything in the bin to please that guy. <laughs> girl thank you sorry my apologies uh the last quincy here says i think this can be turned into an epic storyline if the backlash turns the rock heel and we get the corporate or hollywood rock heel character if wwe really wants to get cody back in that roman match all they have to do is have cody say that what he meant is that he won't go for roman at mania is that he won't go for roman at mania night one because he'll be busy with the rock that's some proper obi-wan kenobi so what i said was true from a certain point of view mm. dollar bills says i think the thing that just bothers me so much about rock roman is that cody won the rumble which in ww guarantees you a title match against an opponent of your choice there is no logical reason on god's green earth why cody wouldn't choose roman that's yeah that, that was that was pretty much the extent of our saturday show mm. gg baxter said worry ww are married to roman beating hogan therefore we want cody is we want cody to lose would a mirror of his dad's work he won held the title but not a champion cody beats seth but before he holds the belt money in the bank is cashed in give him martyrdom alex here said hard to see roman losing twice in a short amount of time he's built up in literal god mode cody and rock can't win in my opinion i feel like we're almost getting to a point now where cody has to win this mm. year audio the last year uh audio flesh said cody said he wasn't taking everything from roman but not at wrestlemania meaning everything maybe he's going for the title at wrestlemania maybe night one rock goes with the head of the table at night two helping cody finish the story of taking everything from roman over time in addition this shows how smart cody is to have his bases covered psychologically distracting roman between himself and the rock he says trust me this is why love you guys i want cody and i'm samoan jam that jam <laughs> He was, yeah that's the problem he said cody said he's taking everything from roman but not at wrestlemania it's then hard to be like but what i meant by that was it is at wrestlemania gabriel reyes has been a member for 30 months in a row he says personally i'm no longer interested in roman tribal chief title only in how swiftly he can reach its conclusion the story has taken too long to tell everything has a time limit booking like a mark one of the reports i read said rock wanted to face roman to save wrestlemania because punk and lesnar won't be on the card correct me if i'm wrong aren't those issues with the raw side why does rock have to challenge for the smackdown championship smackdown's got the bigger belt 
yeah, it also is the it, like of all the things, this one makes the most storyline sense. Yeah, just I don't want the title involved. Miles, because I not- do want to see Rock versus Roman. To be clear, Miles, it's not just Cody who had a messy booking. Now, by Cody fighting Seth, we lose an elimination chamber for the spot with names like J. Sammy Drew. Drew doesn't get mania, so Punk can't come back for one hell of a feud. It's got a knock-on mm-hmm. effect. I agree with that. Terence here says Daniel. Oh, full name, Jesus. Whether he has the title or not, he's still the tribal chief. The story would be interesting, but that's not the debate. The debate is Cody taking his title. I said he's now integrated, but that doesn't mean he should win the title. And costing Cody is what they do to everyone. Him winning the belt from Reigns is what we all want at the end of the day, but it's not the time yet. His story is secondary to Bloodline. That is what I'm saying. Cody will beat him, but it shouldn't be now. But the Bloodline storyline doesn't need the belt. Midland here says, what if it's Rock versus Roman on night one, Rock takes the title and head of the table, then Cody beats the Rock for the title on night two, and of course the downfall of the bloodline as a whole and leads to the redemption of Reigns. I think if it's Cody on night two, it's got to be against Roman. Uh, uh, Are you interested uh, in Cody Rock? I mean, you can. No, uh, well, yeah. They could always get you interested, I guess. Yeah. <coughs> but I'm not interested in, in uh, Roman losing the first night and losing the second night. Roman has to win one of the two. Yeah. Uh, Luke Owen's number one fan. Booking Roman Rock is so easy. 20 minutes of entrances. Rock gets tired walking to the ring. Two minutes of actual wrestling. 10 minutes of rest hold. Solo interferes. Roman wins, lol. I don't know why people think this is 9801 Rock. He gets tired just cutting a promo. And Ket here says, I agree with Dan. It's 2017 with Brock. I'm so over year-long title reigns. I'm not saying they should play hot potato with their titles, but a title change every four to eight months would be better. Because you start, ex- the other thing is you start expecting, well, okay, we're getting to, to WrestleMania. There's going to be a big title change now. Whereas if they're happening every four to six months, you have that level of question mark. Mm-hmm. The EST of Dan's fans <laughs> uh, said to start... I'm truly sorry. This is going to be a lot. But this is also more Ultra Chats than I'd say. Well, but 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 that is also more Ultra Chats. So I'll say we're even. Uh, Dave's takes are like when a sports analyst picks the worst team to win. If they lose, it's expected. If they win, they look big brained. I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think that's fair. Let's talk about Seth, man. I think it's a blessing in disguise that he's injured. Regardless of how you feel, a lot of people didn't like his reign and his opponents had more interesting reasons to be champ. Punk shows up and breathes life into the title. Punk gets injured, but at this point, Drew has built him up to be a worthy contender. And then Seth begged Cody for the main event. And then Roman destroys Seth and everything a lot of people thought about his belt was made canon. Seth is going to have to take time off TV after Mania to get us to miss him again. Because at this point, Drew versus Punk feels more marquee than Seth versus Punk. I like B, J, uh, BJ's idea of MSG. By at this point, they've killed two, two dream matches. I'd rather they pivot. Hmm. Blake here says, I don't know why, but Ivar having weekly matches reminds me of a random cheap wrestler I'd sign, like 60% into the way of my GM <laughs> because I need bodies. Yet he always ends WrestleMania as world champ. It's always happened to me, and it's always Katana Chance. <laughs> we have a Streamlabs issue. Please do let our moderators know they've lost your name. Apart from Drew being the Lorax and the tag match, this Raw did nothing for me. The Bull Rope match is an inherently violent match, and this week fell like a match with a cowbell involved. Also, no Petey Williams, so zero out of five. I don't make the rules. There was a cowbell match in AW, one single cowbell match in AW. It was Dustin Rose. Do you want to tell me who the other person was? 
Kip Sabian. Nick Comaroto. I was close. Um, Moose here. Two things. One, while I still hate WWE Creative, I do want to shout out the production. Absolutely incredible last night. Number two, I can't believe WWE thinks the way to make a title more prestigious is by making Seth look like a desperate ex. It does smack a little bit of like, you have to, you're desperately trying to prove yourself and if you say it enough times it's true and it's like mm. ryan here says wanted to say luke and dan congrats on being all over the tna video for jordan grace at the <laughs> rumble do you see the four main belts being defended at the chamber on the same night ever in the future uh as in all four uh, men's and women's yeah yeah not while roman reigns got it around his waist no and we're not all, all in the chambers we're all four defended at SummerSlam. Uh, triple threat. Uh, Rhea Ripley didn't. Did she not? I don't remember. Okay. Damning. Might have been Natalia. Um, uh, I don't think it was. Oh, maybe it was Recovered Jury Guys. No, that was a payback. payback. I thought they had two. Um, <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think we're going to see all four defended at Chamber this year. Certainly not with Seth being injured and Roman likely not there. Um, Eluna said, I was at the collision this past weekend with my support oh. rest talk sign. Sorry, I didn't get on TV. <laughs> Love you guys. Just have to apologize for that. The thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Hector has been in a member for 24 months in a row. Said, Two full years. I think fans have taken the rock hate too far by sending Ava death threats. They're getting mad over an athletic version of a telenovela. Yes, I mean, that is absolutely, it was abhorrent. Yes. Yeah. David here says, Hi, Luke, hi, Dan. And isn't it strange how it was the woman that was uh, that ended up with the blame for you it? You pushing this feminist agenda <laughs> is absolutely outrageous. David is. Hi, Luke, hi, Dan. I wasn't able to watch live on Saturday, but I do think it's sod law that the moment you stop doing the SmackDown review, something major <laughs> happened on SmackDown. Also, I think Steve might dispute Dan about being the number one Cody Mark. Oh, that's a dream match we haven't thought of before. You versus Steve here from Going In Raw. Oh, wow. uh, who, who gets to have Cody's favor? Yeah. I might, who gets the weight belt? I might push that. Um, do you know what? Like I, I even said this in the office today because we were joking about, yeah, we picked a terrible week to stop sniffing glue and uh, stop doing the SmackDown reviews. It's mm. an airplane joke if anyone's not seen it. And I was like, to be honest, I'm now looking at all of my Saturdays in the lead up to WrestleMania with the idea in mind that I'll probably have to do an emergency podcast if there's any like craziness that happens. Mm. Chris here. Also, because I'm, I'm going to read something what uh, Chris is going to say. I think a lot of people know that I hate the term IWC. I think it is a nonsense, silly term because we're all part of this community. We're all part of an internet wrestling community. We're all part of the IWC. Those who are sending death threats are not part of this community. And also, if there are people within that community that send death threats, that is not indicative of the, in, the entire IWC. just want to preface that now before we read out Chris's thing. Because Chris says, I'm disappointed at the IWC. Being passionate is one thing, but death threats to Ava and The Rock, cyberbullying Sammy for trying to keep the peace, sabotaging other people's moments is why wrestling isn't taken seriously anymore. And as someone who wants wrestling to be in the mainstream again, it makes me wish I wasn't part of the community. I want WWE to say the course as the trolls don't deserve what they want if they act like this when something happens they don't like. P.S. We want Alexa. What doesn't happen is, uh, what doesn't help is people with podcasts and channels fan the flames either, uh, either. Sure, if you're a fan online, people with platforms, for example, SRS need to set an example, not like act like trolls themselves. If their following could be riled up, I'll do something silly. I again, I, Sean's not doing anything wrong on Twitter by telling people who are saying silly things that they're saying silly things. That's not doing any. That's not set, forcing people to think it's a death threat to Ava online. No, I mean every uh, fandom, every 
community in the internet age has a keyboard warrior. Of I mean, it does. before then there was a version of it with the like poison pen letters. This just made them more accessible. Like uh, there's forums before social media. Yeah, yeah. So like there's there's always been a version of this. Now like to be abundantly clear, it's not acceptable, and I don't think anyone would ever consider it acceptable. Um, we as a result, to, to, to kind of to Chris's point, have a responsibility to try and make it clear that that's not acceptable but it seems really stupid for us to say like death threats aren't acceptable because it seems so obvious yeah. you know um just don't be dicks of course don't be, don't I, be dicks I, yeah and I, I kind of i will push back against this idea that podcasts fan the flames because i don't think they do like i listen to loads of wrestling podcasts and they don't no, fan the flames they're also just come up a level of personal responsibility where it's like you know we we have lively debates about things. We have we back do. and forths about things. If you take that and run with that to a weird level, like sending death threats online to someone's daughter because they also happen to be on television, that is on you. Like, I, I, it, there is a, a sense of responsibility in terms of being that kind of thought leader. I would like to think, and I, I know that's not, Chris isn't suggesting that we're at Fanning Flames, but I feel like most do that, right? Yeah. I feel like most people with a with a microphone... Ha- have a sense of the responsibility of that microphone i don't like i listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts you know what i never hear the words are i hate wwe and you should all go and send people who work at wwe nasty messages online mm. because that's what we do as aew fans i think and you never hear podcasts saying that because if they did i mean well they don't have much of a viewership mm. for starters i just think it'd be an insane thing to do like it's and if you do find those podcasts, then don't watch those podcasts because yeah. they're not the people you want to be hanging around with. Going in raw, cultaholic, uh, fightful. These are the people you want to be listening to. And us. William here says, Corporate Dwayne needs to go away. Wrestle Club. Go listen to Wrestle Club. They've got a wicked podcast. Um, William Rosmer, Corporate Dwayne needs to go away and not do WWE what he did to the DCU. That's what you said earlier. <laughs> Rock was not the downfall of the DCEU. Um, Ryuga said, just wanted to tell you guys that your videos and podcasts are the ones I look forward oh, to the you. most. You guys have inspired me to start my own wrestling podcast. There Love you, you all. You're awesome. We want Cody. There you go. Go listen to Ryuga's podcast because they sound like a good dude. <laughs> Adam here says, I just crashed my car into the sidewalk a few hours ago. I got hurt, but still really shaken up about it. Glad I can listen to you guys talking about wrestling to keep me calm. Love everyone at the PFK slash WrestleTalk teams. I hope you're okay, Adam. I hope you're okay. Goodness. Well, that's crikey. Um, Stephen Miller. Is but I love that you've got your priorities in order. By the way, it says, "Oh no, I just crashed my car." First things first. Yeah, I crashed my car. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> I've got a notification. They're going live in ten minutes. Um, Stephen Miller has become a brand new member. Hottest host. I forgive you guys about your misunderstanding oh, of the baby. Sure, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> my apologies to you. Um, update: uh, There was no rear on yeah. SummerSlam 23. The other three belts were defended. That's Gans. Cammy Mo says, My fantasy booking Roman defense title at Chamber versus people he's hurt. Jay, Randy, Cody, Sammy, Drew, Cody, and Randy. Then gets set up for Mania. Rock stops solo interference for Cody to win, and Cody returns the favorite Mania for the head of the table. It's never happening, though. I mean, my dream was the, the Elimination Chamber where Roman gets eliminated first. Like, he, he, or rather, he's in the pod, sixth, and they all break him out of the pod. Everyone hits a finisher. He's eliminated first. We know we have a new champion. We just don't know who it's going to be. And that way, it's quite an easy night for Roman Reigns, to be honest with you. Eternal Blue has been a member for 31 months in a row. It's a shame. If it weren't for the Saudi deal, uh, with Vince being fully out, I might watch WWE again, but I appreciate you covering it for us. Hannah Steed said, putting aside Philadelphia, the Rocky references could be a march to Carl Weathers, who passed away this weekend. Yeah, I, I look, so much respect to Carl Weathers, but I this... 
This was happening before Carl. So passed. long before. I don't want anyone to think for one second that I'm being insensitive to an incredible actor. Uh, I love. I mean, Carl Weathers did a load of great performances. Arrested Development, I yeah. think, is the best work he ever did, and I love the fact that it was all his. That idea. part. That part. Brandon, shh. If you listen closely, you can hear CM Punk saying "I told you so" and Brian Danielson shaking his head. Yeah, but Punk would be doing that in storyline. <laughs> found a way to wait, make it into a work. Ky, Rock acknowledges Cody, shakes his hand, and says, "This is your story." As Cody leaves, Rock still has a grip on Cody's hand, tilt his head, Hollywood smile, and he says, "But this ain't that kind of story." Rock bottom at Elimination Chamber, Cody versus Hollywood Rock. Winner will face Roman. I don't not want to see that. But also, I don't think he could do it. Uh, Blackie Chan Gaming said, here's what should have happened. Make The Rock the special guest referee in Cody versus Roman, and that sets up a Saudi show for him versus The Rock. Drew versus Seth and have Damien cash in on the winner of that match. Simple. Uh, Mighty Kayak Geek here says, Cody versus Roman for the title, night one. Cody wins. Rock versus Roman for the head of the table, night two. It's the only way Cody can finish the story, and Rock knocking Roman off the head of the table. Hashtag make me the booker. It's also, it's also does require Roman to work both nights of WrestleMania, and that may not be part of his contract, which will also be part of a problem. It also means yeah, yeah there, look, are, there, are not... those, there are those people who will also be upset that Bailey EO aren't getting their yeah. main events, or Rhea and Becky aren't getting their main events, or Seth's not getting his main. There's events. a massive ripple effect from this. It really fully devalues the Royal Rumble. That's something we haven't really talked about much. Uh, but I also feel like if Roman isn't going to show up at Elimination Chamber, a big stadium show in Australia, he's not doing two nights at WrestleMania. Yeah. Gigi Baxter said the right time was last year. If not, then WWE want to push Roman past Hogan, which means Cody is going to lose. Creator Marta having beat Seth, only to have that snatched away by a Money in the Bank cash in. Shades of Dusty, mega pop at SummerSlam when he does beat Roman. Bobo Jacobo, with CM Punk gone, I think they should put Kaiser in the Elimination Chamber match. I've gone to lose the IC belt, then come out and chop Kaiser out of frustration and enter himself into the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he can't go. Yeah, he can't go. Because of visa issues, but yeah. that is otherwise quite fun. Uh, that is all of your odds chance. Thank you all so much for them. Apologies that this has been an incredibly long show, and that apology goes out specifically to our moderators. Um, <laughs> the poll results, mid. Yeah. 54%, 35% thumbs up, 10% thumbs down. That is way more thumbs down than we usually get. I'm in the mid to There's down category. Way less thumbs up. So I'm not up. surprised by that. That thumbs up, right? That's like, what, 50 50% lower yeah. than we usually yeah, get. Yeah, we usually get to up. 70s, 80s. Yeah, that's quite, quite incredible. Mm. Um, Brandon has told me that he is smiling through the pain. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Brandon. Going, Brandon. Uh, just quickly double check that that is the last of our ultras. No, I think there is another one coming through. Um, we'll just read before we get out of here, but we're back on Thursday. Myself and Tempest will be reviewing AEW Dynamite. And then, well, we'll see what happens this weekend maybe we'll do a show on friday uh, about the press conference mm-hmm. and see what happens there any news that's coming out of that might start to put plans in place for that to happen in fact in theory our brand new show starts on monday in theory yes uh it is uh, all done it, yeah. you know it, a new show starts on monday well, just in case we don't have to do a, an emergency one on, on saturday again yes but, if um, we don't do an emergency one on saturday this time it will be you and tempest reviewing smackdown and collision next monday titles being workshopped as we speak if not then it will be you and uh tempest reviewing collision yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i'll have talked about smackdown on saturday but no uh, i've just had a uh, an update from our moderator that that uh, was a mistake there was not another ultra chat coming in we are all done 
Thank you all so much for watching. Please do press the subscribe button if you've made it this far and you haven't already. Press the thumbs up button as well. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. Until then, I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.